0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 90 of Is That Normal podcast. And today we're going to talk about the importance of studying.
1: Yes. So, Randall, it's, it's, Probably been a while. I know it has been for me and it probably has for you. Been a long while since I've been a formal student. Twenty
0: years this year, actually. Student.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Twenty years since you've been in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. high school that's, anyway. That's yeah. a that's a milestone. That's, it is really, a milestone. that's really good. So yeah, so it's been a while since we've been formal students. Um so, so we have to you know, some of us might have to think back at least twenty years, but uh but so what were some of your favorite classes when you were mm. in school and why?
0: Man, yeah, I love history. Still do. Um, just I I just love learning about things that have happened in the past and and even how that you know how those things shaped what has happened you know after that and even today and so so that was always just like something I was super passionate about Um, I I love studying history I really loved um, maybe not so much like English grammar stuff specifically, but I I really loved anything that involved reading and writing and, yeah. and so you know literature, uh, any of that stuff. Yeah. Math not so much, but history, literature, that type of stuff. That was that was right so, up my so alley. Words
1: and stories yes. like that that absolutely that hits you you like that yeah. Whether yeah, that's that's really good. I I you know I I like to learn. I loved school. I, it was something I I really enjoyed, and so I enjoyed most of my classes really Uh, but probably the things I always gravitate to the most were uh, the science classes Mm -hmm. I love science and as I got into high school I really liked it when when we got to like chemistry and physics because for me it began really opening my eyes up to how things worked and I'm I'm just I I love to know how things Mm -hmm. work and why they operate and what the purpose is behind the different parts of, of the world and the way life works and so I love that study of like we're going to investigate how everything works, and I just love yeah. that. Yeah,
0: and, and especially in in that realm, when you're talking mm-hmm. about science and and things like that, uh, it's important to continually be learning because, you know, if we thought we we had reached the the you know apex of knowledge, we would be. We would be way way behind on on discoveries of new things and things that we've learned as people continue to to research and and discover new things. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and talk a little bit about why it's important to continually be learning, even for us in our daily lives.
1: Yes, I I know both of us, you know, just even in the process of doing this, we've we we both have just shown that we're lifelong learners. You know, we Mm -hmm. we love to read. We love new information. we, We we want to be on top of current trends so we can can respond to them correctly and so yes so so we have uh, uh, both have had that process or that habit of being lifelong learners and and I think that's important for everybody but particularly as we talk to our parents today I think it is really critical that we be lifelong learners and today we're going to talk about why that is
0: Welcome back to the Is That Normal podcast and we're glad you've joined us and we say this a lot, but but we really love for this to be a conversation. So yes. so we would love to hear from you. Um, you can you can comment um, on our social media post on on wherever you're consuming this this podcast. You can email us at connect at isthatnormal.org. org, um, and we just love to hear you know any any feedback you have, questions you have, stories, um, you know, just anything that stood out from the podcast. We just we just love for this to be. a two-way conversations. So um, check that out. And then as we talked about, today we're talking about lifelong learning. So so Mark, why is it important specifically for parents to be lifelong learners?
1: So you can stay ahead of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say that a little jokingly, but not completely jokingly. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that I've tried to stay um you know, of both as a youth pastor and as a parent is a little bit about what's going on in culture. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's popular, what's trending, what you know, what um, what entertainment and media is uh, influencing the way young people think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of important, not that you just want to sit around and watch TikTok and listen to hip-hop all day. That's probably not what, what the best practice is, but to at least be aware of what those things are and mm-hmm. what kind of voices are speaking into our young culture today. I think that's helpful. Uh, just even helping your kids with education. Uh, you know, education is changing. Like you yeah. mentioned, you know, first of all, science is always being updated. History is always being added to the philosophy of education that's coming out mm-hmm. uh, is changing. And uh, we won't address that specifically because there's lots of polarizing opinions about that right now. <laughs> yeah. um, now. Maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast. But, but just to know what's going on yeah. so you can be involved in your child's education. So we need to be students of education. Um, and, and another one is is mental health concerns, you know, and we've yeah. talked about that on this podcast a lot. I was actually talking to a high school teacher just today, and they were talking to me about the percentage of, of what you know their time is spent doing. And they said, there's a really large, significant portion of my days that are spent helping my kids navigate their mental health issues mm-hmm. So that they can get to a place where they can be educated, yeah. And you know, it's it's a big deal. Uh, we need to be aware of what it is. We need to be aware of the warning signs. We need to be aware of how to have good conversations and how to get our kids help. Which we have a whole podcast about that yeah. just a few uh, episodes ago about finding the right help for your kids and navigating that. So so those are things to be students of. I know mm-hmm. that um, I have been a big student of that. We've done that. We've looked a lot of like. Cultural generational sociology. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great books that we've talked about uh, We've talked a lot about mental health and how to, to look at that. So uh, So look back through our archives and there's some good info there. But today I, w- I want to kind of boil all that down Those are all good things, but the most important and, and if you're if you're gonna go anywhere land anywhere the place to start on being a student uh, and a lifelong learner for parenting is the spiritual development of you and your your family. Yeah, uh, that is just the the most important thing that we can do is spiritually parent our kids. Yeah.
0: So when you say spiritually parenting our kids, what 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 do you mean by that?
1: Um, our number back. one job uh, as people who God has blessed with with young lives to influence is to raise them up to know Jesus and to follow Jesus. That's, that's the number one priority mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, yeah, education is great. You know, health is great, great career. That's, that's all good. But <laughs> before all of that, and maybe at the foundation of all of that is helping my kids know what it means to know the Lord and to follow him and serve him yeah. with their lives.
0: So, so how do we become a student of that? What does being a student of that look like?
1: Um, It starts with our own spiritual development, really. Uh, It starts with me recognizing how important that is for me to have a relationship with God, and making sure that I'm working on that, and that I'm I'm, I'm building that. You know, I need to continue, no matter where I'm at, growing in how vibrant my relationship with God is. Whether whether I'm like already feel like man, I'm really doing well with that, or or I'm not really on my radar. Either way, Mm -hmm. we need to continue growing that. Um, and that's done mainly through spiritual disciplines, like learn to read your Bible regularly, learn to pray regularly, learn how to, to serve in your local church and community regularly. And, and so as we do that, then we need to start teaching ourselves God's principles and his principles for parenting. So, so that should be a part of our own spiritual development is saying, hey, God, what you, you blessed me with these kids now. What do you want me to do with them and how do you want me to lead them and what it might need to be doing to instill your principles in them and what are your principles? So those are questions we need to be answering our own spiritual yeah. life. So, you know, some great places to start is to read through the Gospels to, to see who Jesus is and what he has said. And then as you do that, then eventually read the entirety of the New Testament, which uh, really just has a lot to do with what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God with Christ as our savior and our leader. So, so, and actually we we just gave the elementary school parents at our church a book to help them do that. And then we've also uh, made aware our parents uh, who have teens or just individuals who want to learn how to read through the New Testament, uh, the Foundations New Testament a 260-day Bible reading plan for busy believers by Robbie and Candy Gallaty uh, is a great, really easy guide to just help you walk through in about a year through the whole New Testament. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the Gospels and walks you through those things. And so uh, so we'll have links to that uh, on there. So that's a great place uh, to start. And another great thing, if, if we're trying to learn how to know God's principles and apply them to our parenting, is to read through Proverbs. Yeah. Um, I know when I was in college, I got challenged that there's 31 Proverbs and there's no more than 31 days in any month. And so if I read the proverb that goes along with the date of this month, every month, then man, I'm going to read through a lot of Proverbs. And if you look through Proverbs, it was really mostly King Solomon writing things down for his sons to learn what it looked Mm -hmm. like to live life. And so this is like, Hey, this is me, the teacher giving you my son's wisdom. And so there's a whole lot of like life and parenting principles in mm-hmm. there yeah. um, you know that's where we get the you know train up our child in the way he you should go and he won't depart from it well that that's proverbs and that's the purpose of proverbs is to help you do that better so so those are good and then and then one other place in the bible that's huge as far as we think about family discipleship is deuteronomy mm-hmm. uh you know kind of the foundation of family worship is in deuteronomy chapter six and really the entirety of deuteronomy is about how to pass on your faith to the next generation and and if you uh don't attend our church Um, you don't know this, but we just went through Deuteronomy on Sunday mornings in our Mm -hmm. church. And so we'll put a link to those uh, sermons, uh, that sermon files in our YouTube channel. So if you want to go back and watch some of the things that we did to just kind of help families know how to to start that family or discipleship. So, yeah,
0: absolutely. So other you have other suggestions for to help with parenting and discipleship.
1: Yeah, so I mean everything should start with that spiritual development and read the Bible and, and then really eventually learning to read the Bible with your family and encourage your family to read the Bible. So all of those those tools I just talked about, you know, you start with that with yourself and then you spread that to your family. But uh, but I think also for us as parents, we need to be uh, hearing other voices and other perspectives on maybe some some great ways to to shepherd and steer our families and so you know we've talked a lot about fuller youth Mm -hmm. institute's books man that stuff has been super helpful for me uh not just as a pastor but as a parent you know the growing with book and the three big questions every teenager must answer book those have been really good um the family discipleship ship book uh, by Matt Chandler and Adam Griffin. Again, we did a, a um, review on this about mm-hmm. a year ago, um, and it's got a it's it's a very like practical like here's how to do family discipleship, and it walks you through some really great ideas on how to make that happen in several ways. So that's a really uh, good resource. Uh, Growing spiritual grit, man, this is yeah. a fantastic resource. So there's a book that you can read, and then there's a devotion that either you can mm-hmm. do with or have your teenagers do. Uh, but it's just all about how um, our faith should establish like this perseverance in us and, yeah. and, and this strength in us and what that looks like. And, um, you know, I think as we look at what's going on in our world and our culture and with our kids, like this is a huge thing. Like we need yeah. to teach them how to let their faith be... A true firm foundation for them, so that's a great resource. And then I'm excited about. And this. then one of my favorites again. This is one of early podcasts we re- reviewed this yeah. book, uh, but uh, by Walker Moore, Doctor Walker Moore's. You want to pierce what? And uh, and man, this is such a cool book. I read this like I don't even think I had kids yet the first time I read this, and it is just so neat about how to train your kids to make their own decisions and stand on their own two feet and that's where we talked about rites of passage that's a mm-hmm. big thing for walker uh, which which we've uh, we actually just re-aired that episode just a little while ago but uh but yeah great stuff so so some great places to maybe kind of start depending on what what your needs are right yeah. now so, so yeah
0: so how does all this equate to being a student because because it's easy you know uh, we end up with piles of books my, myself included of of books that are that I'm going to read and I have full intentions of, of going through and studying. Yes. And the, they're really just like dust collectors. Yeah, um, Amazon's
1: really helped me with that because yeah. like I've got Amazon, on my phone, someone yeah. tells me, Hey, this is a great book. And read it's somebody I trust, I'm like, really, I'm going to buy that right now. I'm like, yeah. like, uh, yeah, that can get a hand for me. But, but on the other, the other end of it is sometimes then I get a pile of books and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I even bought that. <laughs> I meant to read that kind of a thing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that, yes. that can be a challenge. Good intentions are not always uh, fully played out. Uh, so, you know, I and, and as we talk about all this, you know, it's definitely hard uh, to be a student. Life is busy. I was talking to someone else today about that, about like, man, some days I just don't feel like I have the time to take the breath I need to. Like, how, how do I create more margin? Yeah. And I know people's lives are busy. Um, you know, it's, so it's definitely work. To get to this place, and, and none of us are going to do it perfectly. I, you know, I still have those piles mm-hmm. of books that I mean to get to, uh, but I grow a little bit in each year. I, I've yeah. read more books so far this year than I did at this point last year, and the same the year before. So I've grown in being that student. But but what it took to do that was being really intentional. And, mm-hmm. But what I found is when I do that, it's totally worth it. Um, so, so I think it started for me, though, the first place that all this starts, I'm back to my science, I like to know mm-hmm. why things work, yeah. is is to understand how important it is that I spiritually parent my children. You know, I know when uh, we made the decision to homeschool our children, that was the largest factor in all of that, was we got to a point where we realized my greatest responsibility is to make sure that they know the Lord. And there's no one poised to do that better than I am. And so if I have the ability and resources to do this, I should do this and so, so that's why we made that decision is because we wanted to be influence our children first and foremost to love jesus and so the more time we have with them that the, uh, we hope that none that, that can go and so you know uh, something interesting we shared a couple weeks ago on our facebook page was an infographic i found about the the top reasons adults stay in church rather than yeah. the large percentage of, of children after they get out of high school who leave church and, and it was all stuff like ate dinner with my family, um, you know, read the Bible with my family, you know, served at church with my family, sat at church with my family. It was all about mm-hmm. like families doing ministry and worship together yeah. and making that a part of their weekly, daily routine. And I know we've seen that firsthand here. The mm-hmm. the people who are adults here going to church that used to that grew up in our youth group, a lot of them, it's because their families were families who are also coming to church and also doing those things right alongside them. So, so, so that's, that's why, like, like for me, like why should I be a student? You know, how do I do that successfully? Well, remember that this is like life and death. This is like my children's eternal (laughs) future. Like, so, so it's important. So I'm going to do it if it's important. So, but here's some steps. So, so that's a lot of philosophy, but here's some steps that I found is first of all, you pick a place to start, you know, so we've given some ideas today, some resources. Don't, Buy all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Pick one and say, that sounds interesting. I'm going to start there. Yeah. And so so that's really good and then as you do it start making this plan for pacing and goals I've actually gotten to this place where, where I kind of calendar out what books I'm gonna read at what part of the year and what I'm gonna read next and just kind of start beginning a plan for myself as well as how fast do I want to read this mm-hmm. and, and trying to be realistic in that uh, so so that's good and then coming up with a system for taking good notes man that has mm, been huge yeah. for me and uh, for me I'm a digital guy and so I've gotten to where I make a note on my phone for every book I'm reading and then I put the chapter Heading and then I just put bullet points of things that are important. Yeah. I used to highlight, and I still do a little bit. But then I'd be like, I go back and I have to thumb through. And, Wait, where was that highlight at? And so yeah. now I've got it where it's a little bit more cataloged. And it's always with you. And it's always with me, yep. right? Um, and then seek accountability. Um, mm. There's rarely a time that I'm reading a book that I haven't asked someone else to read alongside me, so that we can kind of keep each other accountable. Like hey, how far are you? Like, what are you reading? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you interested in? And then, um, you know, and and I never, we're never like, it's not a shame culture of like, oh, you didn't read three chapters this week. It's more like, yeah, I didn't get quite that far, but man, I was interested in this. It's Mm -hmm. just to create that camaraderie of learning together. So find some other parents that are in the same life stage as You pick a resource, start reading it together. I mean, I think that's helping each other out. And then look for opportunities for conversations, applications with your family. Like I know, You don't want to just, your kids might not be interested in a book club with you surprise, (laughs) but, but you know, if there's things that like that, that hits you in that or questions that come up that maybe you think, Hey, I could ask them like what they think about that and Mm -hmm. let make them be the expert in something you're reading, man, just start that conversation. And then, like I said, some of these are going to talk about practical things to do in your household. Pick some of those things, start doing them.
0: Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So, so how about finding new material to study?
1: Yeah. Several thoughts. Um, you know, I, I try to keep reading the Bible in varied ways. You know, when I tell people, you know, once I get done reading the Bible, then I still read the Bible again. But but when I do it, you know, I might read it in a different way this time. I might not read it in the same order that I read it in last time. I might read it faster or slower than I read it last time. But yeah, so so just try to, try to look at, you know continuing to read the Bible, but look at it as some new ways to how you're going to engage with that. Seek recommendations from trusted people. A lot of books I buy is because someone says, man, this book was great, or this book helped Mm -hmm. me, or this book has this point to it. And so that's how I find a lot of, uh, resources and, you know, and that can be someone, you know, or that can be, you know, looking at, uh, trusted podcasts or, or information sources that are recommending things. Mm -hmm. Um, Watch for new material from trusted resources. So, you know, so I kind of gotten this, you know, the scope and like anything that comes out from Fuller Youth Institute, I'm going to take notice. Mm-hmm. Like uh, D- D6, the Randall House yeah. publishing company, you know, they have a heartbeat of doing this, like investing in families, helping families discipleship. And so if they have something new about kids or family worship, like I tend to get it. <laughs> like, so they, I mean, just dropped like just a couple weeks ago, this book for the faith of the next generation, a resource for ministry leaders and parents. I've not read it yet. Mm. Um, Uh, probably read it we'll probably talk about it on here at some point but um but i i just know that i trust them that they've got good info and so like so i picked it up because i know that there's probably good good information in there and then uh and then practice variety um the the probably the worst thing you can do is always read the same stuff by the same people yeah you need to you need to to create some variety so that's why i don't read just one author or just one publishing Mm -hmm. house i try to create some variety to get some perspective so
0: yeah so so say so we start doing our homework so so what are some of the benefits (laughs) of all this studying
1: (laughs) right um yeah so for me it keeps me constantly mindful and prepared to engage my family in learning and applying god's truth like like Mm -hmm. so this keeps it fresh it keeps it on my mind And, and the more i read and the more i study and the more i try to apply these things the more that becomes my passion and my heartbeat, and what I think about, and what I'm pondering, and what I'm wrestling with, and, and that's going to make it be what I am trying to do that, to talk mm-hmm. about and wrestle with with my family, yeah. and uh, and so so it just keeps that really fresh, as well as, you know, you're going to get new insights, you're going to get ideas you didn't have before, it's it's kind of a, a great way to be collaborating with other people who are trying to do the same thing, um, and then the, maybe the one of the coolest unexpected things is uh, watching my kids, Well, it won't come out in the way that you maybe expect or even want it to, I've watched my kids learn how to learn because they've watched me do it. And yeah. so, as, especially as my kids have gotten in their teen years and adult years, you know, I, I've watched them do those things I talked about, even though I didn't necessarily sit down and tell them some of those things. They watched me in the way I tend to learn. And they've picked that up, and that's that's exciting because I yeah. want my kids to to know the Lord, and I know to know the Lord means they have to be lifelong learners, so that's mm-hmm. one of my goals for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So as we wrap up today, our two takeaways. First is to pick a resource and start studying. And if, if there's maybe something specific that you, you want to learn more about or you want to research that maybe we haven't covered or you're not sure about, let us know we can point you in the right direction and and then the second thing is to send just send us a line and communicate with us let us know what you what you are currently learning
1: yep be, be abnormal, abnormal.